Hi there, I'm Randa Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. This is Bay Curious. I'm Olivia Allen Price. And today we're going to do something a little bit different. Usually this podcast brings you a story from the Bay Area, but every now and then, we all get a little stir-crazy. So today, we're going on a road trip. Reporter Carly Severn is behind the wheel. And we're listening to my music. I love this song! Support for Bay Curious comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Committed to brewing things the right way since 1980, because when you're a family-run brewery, there's no other way to do it. Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, still family-owned, operated, and argued over. And be sure to stay tuned through the end of the show so you can play our monthly trivia game for a chance to win some cool prizes. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment, and if you love what you're hearing... And I know you love what you're hearing. Please consider becoming a KQED member. Get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. Carly's taking us across the Sierra Nevada to the California ghost town of Bodie. It's an abandoned place, famous not just for its history, but for something a bit darker. So they call it the curse of Bodie. And for years, it's been the subject of rumored supernatural lore and online chatter. It's said that removing anything, even a rock, from this decaying ghost town in the hills east of Yosemite brings the perpetrator sudden misfortune. Anything from sheer bad luck to health problems and mysterious accidents. My brother once stole a couple rocks from Bodhi and later that night he just couldn't sleep, kept being bothered, and he kept getting like his door banged on. If you take something, uh, you're first born. It's taken out of uh, the crib and you'll never see him again. Is that true? I don't know, but I'm afraid of taking anything from this place. And hearing that, how could you not go and take a closer look? Bodie is more than 15 miles from the nearest town. It's connected only by a narrow, winding highway that turns into an unpaved dirt road. I'm here to meet Catherine Jones, who works with the park rangers to show visitors around this remote place. It was designated a state historic park in 1962. We are on Main Street in Bodie, but if we were here in 1879, this would be wall-to-wall buildings. So this is only a small portion of what used to exist here, but we're lucky that we have so much here to see. 
Bodhi is preserved in what the Park Service call arrested decay. And that means the rot in this town gets repaired, but not replaced or refurbished. While the carpenter shop and the firehouse are little more than tumble-down ruins, other buildings and homes look like they were just left yesterday. You can peer through their windows and glimpse their dusty interiors, where dishes still line the counters and wallpaper hangs in ribbons from ceilings. This place was the archetypal gold rush boomtown. The riches found in these hills back in 1859 drew people from across the nation. It was a noisy, thriving, hard scrabble town of up to 10,000 souls where gunfights were common. In the peak, there were over 60 saloons and zero churches. Less than 20 years after Bodhi sprung up, the gold was all but gone. People began abandoning this place in droves. They left behind their homes, often with all their worldly goods still inside them. Slowly, Bodhi became a ghost town, but one that was littered with items to tempt souvenir hunters. And they are tempted. We know this because for years, the people who take stuff from Bodhi have been writing letters to the staff here to confess and sending that stuff back because now they believe they're cursed. Dear Bodhi, 11th of August, 2003. I'm sorry that I took this piece of metal from the town. I thought it was all a joke, but it wasn't at all. Things are happening that are very hard to explain. You can have these godforsaken rocks back. I've never had so much rotten luck in my life. Please forgive me for ever testing the curse of Bodhi. The next thing you know, he broke his leg, and now his other leg has cellulitis. So I searched high and low for that nail, and I found it. Dear Bodie, Sarah I took the glass pieces. I thought they were pretty. My fish died the day after. Fair warning for anyone that thinks this is just folklore. My life has never seen such turmoil. Please take my warning and do not remove even a speck of dust. The thing is, though, this isn't actually some long-standing legend started by superstitious prospectors or credulous ghost hunters. The curse of Bodhi is, in fact, the invention of the State Park Service itself. It was created by a single ranger many years ago, and it just kind of took off like nobody expected. A story designed to discourage light-fingered tourists from filling their pockets with ghost town trinkets. I wish I knew what was going through people's heads. To me, it just makes sense that you wouldn't take uh, something from a park, any park. Bodhi is a giant outdoor museum, and everything should be treated like it is when you go inside an indoor museum. Inventing a curse that haunts you until you make things right has created a whole new problem for Bodhi. People are sending these artefacts back, and it's not as if the rangers can just dump them back out onto Main Street. Take this obsidian rock a woman returned just a few months ago. It potentially could have come from a you know, prehistoric site, a Native American site, um, but now we don't know because now it's out of context. And that's what's unfortunate about this stuff being removed from its 
true place. Truly, I don't know if this even came from Bodhi. The Park Service has been so successful at maintaining Bodhi in arrested decay that maybe that's why people feel so inclined to just pick stuff up, just like the letters say. Below my feet, there are shards of colourful glass just like glinting in the sunlight. And if I wanted to take it, all I would have to do is bend down, pick it up, and pop it in my pocket. So much about Bodhi is not what it seems. It's a golden boomtown that now lies silent, with a curse that isn't, but people believe in anyway. And the fact that it endures says a lot about our desire to believe in the otherworldly in places like this. Or perhaps just about the power of a guilty conscience. In at least one case, someone left Bodhi with a guilty conscience who wasn't even guilty. A kid sent back some expensive items that were purchased in the Bodhi gift store. Oh, the power of a curse. That story was from reporter Carly Severn, who co-hosts a show of her own that you should definitely check out. The Cooler is a weekly pop culture podcast made here at KQED. And if you like Bay Curious, you're going to love The Cooler, too. Thanks to our friends at the California Report magazine for their help with this story. Let us know, what did you think about the road trip? We're considering doing more in the coming year. If you've got an idea where we should take our next one, give me a shout on Twitter. I'm at O. Allen Price. Bay Curious is made in San Francisco at KQED. I'm Olivia Allen Price. Have a great week. Hi, Bay Curious listeners. Are you ready to play May's trivia game? Every month, we read a question here at the end of our episode. You can give us your answers over at our website, kqed.org slash baycurious, or just click the link in the episode description. Out of the correct answers, we'll randomly choose one lucky winner to receive a cool prize package with Bay Curious swag and Sierra Nevada goodies. Okay, our question for the month is, the world's longest-running pillow-fighting contest was held from 1966 to 2006 in what Bay Area town? Our trivia quiz is made possible by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Good luck! Hey there, it's Olivia Allen Price, host of Bay Curious, the podcast. KQED Podcasts wants to thank listeners like you, whose support makes this podcast possible. If you want to help us continue to make great content, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. And thanks.